Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson. I'm the founder of Stack. And this week's conversation is with Dominika Hadalova and Aldo Buscalferi, the editors and creative directors of Matto Magazine. The first issue arrived with us a few weeks ago, and it's a real enigma. It's one of those magazines that has obviously got a lot of thought behind it, but which doesn't immediately reveal itself to the reader. As you'll hear, Matto mixes art, photography, and fashion, and it also provides Dominica and Aldo with an opportunity for breaking the rules and doing something that is utterly their own. I think it's true to say that all independent magazines are personal projects, but these two have really thrown themselves into it, and it feels like there's virtually no separation between the magazine and their own personal lives. As is so often the case with these magazines, you really need to live with this thing for a while to understand where it's coming from. So if all the talk you're going to hear of sex and art and 100% commitment sound like the sort of thing you want in your life, head over to the Stack Shop at stackmagazines.com forward slash shop and you'll be able to pick up a copy there. But first, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Dominica and Aldo from Matto Magazine. Uh, okay, Dominica, Aldo, thank you very much for coming over. Thank you for having us, David. <laughs> All right, so you are the people behind this new magazine, Matto, and it's caused me some problems over the last week or so. I've been trying to get my head around this thing, trying to understand what is this thing. So before I launch into all of that, let's get it from you. What is this magazine all about? So the idea was that we didn't want to make uh, another magazine that would be just about art or just uh, about photography or just about fashion. We wanted to make something that would as fluidly as possible mix, um, I guess, all the fields that we are interested in. Um, But then I think ultimately it's something that reflects us because it's an independent magazine that uh, we made together. And uh, um, we also see it as something that would be developing as the time will go because I think since the beginning we really didn't want to put ourselves in some box or we didn't want to set too many like borders and we didn't want to define it too much because I think once you do that uh, you 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 sort of prevent yourself from developing something organically. So how did the two of you get together in the first place? <coughs> Um, no, no, this is that is just okay. Up, so, so I used to, it's actually quite a funny story. I I, I used to work uh, in this bookstore in Paris uh, that specializes in um, art, photography, fashion publications, and sells uh, magazines. Um, and um, yeah, Aldo came in one day, and that's how we met. Yeah. Actually, I was uh, looking for some uh, books uh, because uh, I need to do a research uh, for some stuff here in London. So, um, especially from um, a street photographer uh, based in London. Uh, so, um, I met uh, Dominica and uh, then they started to be friends. And then, uh, actually, we got to, to see a movie that uh, won at that time uh, the Cannes Festival which is the square, and uh, which I consider quite interesting, this movie. And then we start to talk about the magazine, 
Actually, the first things we said, no, is uh, there are too many, too many magazines. Uh, it's not possible. Uh, I mean, uh, why you have to do a magazine? <laughs> But after three, four months, we say, what the fuck? That, that's what we like. Why we don't do our project? And um, especially we set it everything a bit outside uh, the, the normal logics that uh, rules the, the commercial magazine where everything is, is uh, calculated on the table, like mark from the marketing office, advertising office, all that kind of things. Mm. And that, not, I mean, for my opinion, sometimes kills the soul of, the, of the, all the magazines. And the magazine becomes all the same things. And uh, that's once, it. Yeah, like once you have to compromise, uh, you start to limit yourself in some way and the more the more compromises with more people you have to do uh, yeah the more limits come this like it feels like you have a real affinity with the people in your magazine then because one of the things that i think unites the people in the magazine they're doing lots of different types of work mm. but they're all people who are following this very distinct Uh, I guess, kind of artistic mission almost, even if that leads them through real personal hardship or, or difficulties. Is it, This is something that you two kind of feel affinity with. Yeah, I mean, it's really nice that you um, have noticed that, you know, because I think, I mean, again, I think it goes back to what I was saying before, that in some way the magazine reflects us and things that I guess we believe in or um, because it was us who searched for these people. Um, But yeah, I would say that a lot of the people who are featured in the magazine have mixed practices. They don't do just one thing. Um, yeah. yeah, they are a bit in some way out of the box. Uh, uh, this is also the idea, the concept beha be behind Matto. Uh, Matto, um, I have to say that Matto in Italian, it means crazy. <laughs> And, uh, but I didn't, find, uh, I didn't find his name, it actually is uh, Dominica. And uh, I say, yes, why not? This is a <laughs> and um, yeah, m most of the subjects are basically comes from artistic environment, let's say that feels, but um, also from people who are artists. I don't know if it's correct to call them artists, someone are artists, someone are designers that works in the border between art and uh, art and design, sorry. And uh, so that's what Uh, we're looking for something like, uh, yeah, uh, I say in English, a uh, shop, like uh, you can catch so easily, you understand. Uh, yeah, that you don't understand it immediately. immediately. I guess, yeah, it's someone that you don't know how to put, like into what box to put. Because, for example, there is this research duo that I think is like a perfect example of that, who they have started uh, with architecture, like... Um, very kind of straightforward career and then uh, they met each other in Moscow and uh, they have decided to just travel continuously on a very small budget and since then they've developed this like urban research studio but they do many things beyond that and um, this is meta situ Yeah, you're talking exactly. about okay so yeah, so, so yeah, tell us nice. tell us like who are meta situ and what makes them right for being in this magazine um, yeah I think they are very much You know, people who really question things and uh, 
I think they're constantly developing and they don't take anything for granted and they uh, sort of have two bases in Kiev and Athens. In Athens they have their studio that was photographed for the magazine and for example in the studio um, I mean they have taken just like one whole wall down and replaced it with like PVC curtain because it just made more sense because in Athens it's warm apart from three days a month and they wanted to make something more open because the space was quite small and then because they use it as a studio and they work at night a lot so they have installed like a blue infrared light because that is light that keeps you awake and then they painted one wall silver because that would reflect things and uh, um, yeah, but you know, so it wasn't just like they, they didn't take it as like an office. They really thought, like, I think, I guess, beyond the borders, how can we make this work more as a studio for us? Yeah, this is the space in Athens. Then the practice is not so easy to describe because it's a, a sort of a continuous laboratory. They set up in different countries around the world. And they work especially in uh, abandoned and uh, no man's lands. And they try to find... Uh, uh, with the people that uh, live in that territory, in that landscape, to find some other way to live there or to change the perception of the space. Because most of the time, other really um, area uh, totally abandoned uh, and uh, where nobody go there and uh, something like that. So. It's a, a research, actually it's a research yeah. duo. Yeah, and then they make also some video works and yeah. they curate residencies. Um, yeah, I mean, they're really hard to define, but at the same time, they're so grounded in what they do and they really believe in what they do. And um, and, and, and it seems like they're, so they really live it as well. So, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing this and then going home to a comfortable flat at the end of the day. They're like, that's them. That's their whole life. They're there. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you can say the same things for, uh, for Iraqi. We have a series of Iraqi inside. Actually, Iraqi is uh, maybe the most famous uh, Japanese photographer, but... Uh, he lives, sorry, he lives uh, in, uh, I think, in normal small apartment for the last 50 years. He has a simple life. He lives, I mean, in, in his work, uh, his, his life is work and there is no, there is no borders. It's like, uh, yeah. And, and, and there's also, so there's a, a guy in there called um, Harsh Parekh. Yeah. Who so he lives in Paris in a store cupboard? <laughs> no, it's actually yeah. It's also it's a very interesting story. So it's someone. Uh, it's quite a remarkable story actually. It's someone who studied business at first in India and then he decided it wasn't something he wanted to do, and so he he got himself involved in in design, and then he moved to Paris um, and. Um, he started to learn French and he started to work for, for Maison Lesage, which is uh, an embroidery house with long history in Paris. And um, yeah, he was offered to stay in this space that used to be the original Maison Lesage, in, which is in the center of Paris, in the last floor of this building that now is occupied mainly just by offices. And that room, it used to be... Um, the storage room where all the beads were, all the threads, and uh, um, 
Because, I mean, I think, like, behind all of this, there are very practical reasons, because it's very difficult, actually, to find a flat in Paris, right? Especially if you're a foreigner, because there's so many restrictions, so much paperwork. And so he was offered this room, but he was really someone who um, was like, okay, what can I do with this? And, I mean, when he moved, there was nothing. There was... Uh, um, not the running water, there was not the electricity, I mean, there was nothing set up for it to be a living space. And um, I completely recreated that. And, he, and so he, he's added that he, he's managed to find things on the streets of Paris that he's kind of like brought in and added. The, the, the spaces that are in the magazine, there are lots of people who've got just like stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff like these like really crowded <laughs> spaces full of things <laughs> and and well so that's interesting because actually I think that the I feel like the design of the magazine then also echoes that so you've mm. got the the space between columns mm. is like super small like tiny <laughs> there's there's like no space between columns and so then to kind of like as a way of dealing with that you've managed to offset the lines so that like the lines don't run in line with each other they run sort of like half line so where did all of this come from what was the thinking behind this you know, it's funny because now just as we are talking about all of this, I'm actually thinking that even though like these people are really someone who, who lives their practice and there's like no separation between the daily life and the practice, I feel like that was the thing with the magazine that like when we were making it, there was like no separation <laughs> between, I mean, we were like yeah. breathing. Uh, For the graphic design uh, stuff like, uh, yeah, like layouts, uh, yeah, there is no space between the columns. And um, because we want to just to, to, to broke something that, uh, you know, you, usually you have the four millimeters, five millimeters, something like that. Uh, we wanting something like, uh, yeah, like uh, the subject we have inside. You, you totally reason. But it was uh, almost uh, un unconsciously, I can say that, that we did that actually. It's like, um, I repeat, the magazine, we did the magazine uh, three months and a half, the first issue. It was like, uh, you know, avalanches, like uh, sometimes we no control, which is good because mm. uh, sometimes too much control is just uh, not so interesting or you, you just fall down in boxes or whatever is it anyway. And uh, voila. But it really felt like a snowball, you know, that at the beginning you just say, okay, we could, we could do this, we have an idea, and then like day by day, the snowball is getting yeah. bigger and is rolling faster, and suddenly you find yourself at like two in the morning, is trying to figure out the distance between the columns, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same also, for example, how we find the subject, it's like, uh, uh, we find the subject in our day life, for example, today we are in London, we have planning nothing for the next issue, but we can jump in something and say, oh, wow, this is interesting, let's, let's go, I don't know, let's see if we can do something for the next issue. So it was like that. Uh, it's just our way to, to work. I can say to leave because maybe it's too much, but um, to work on math project for sure. So, the, the, so there's this theme running through then of this like 100% commitment to what you're doing. There's this theme of stuff, things on things and kind of like the, the 
things being found and introduced. And then there's another theme, and this one's actually on the spine of the magazine, so I can feel a bit more confident saying this one, which is sex. So we've got, like, in amongst all of this, we've got some super sexy... So you, you just mentioned the um, Iraqi um, photography. These, and so, you know, I was reading this on the tube the other day, and, like, you know, you've got to be a little bit careful what you're looking at. <laughs> the in best. <laughs> Oh, in Paris, I'm sure. In Paris, it's everyone's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a very close-up vagina you're looking at. No problem. <laughs> so, the, so you, the, there's this photography which is like super, super close-up, so really abstracted, and you do have to look at it for a moment to see what's there. But the, what, what's the what's the theme of sex all about? What what are we bringing in with that? Okay. Um, I think, again, it goes back to the fact that this magazine reflects our life, right? And, uh, like, things that we are interested in as well. Um, which goes, I mean, like, you know, even, like, beyond the sex to the sphere of clubbing, because we also feature, like, a clubbing night, but I think those two things are very connected. Um, but also, at the very, very beginning, Aldo had this idea, like, 15 years ago, when he first wanted to make your own magazine, um, I think you should talk about that, maybe. <laughs> no, no, it was just, uh, I was in Italy and Milan at that time because I'm Italian. Maybe you notice that my accent. <laughs> and uh, I had this idea to, to publish a magazine, about erotic magazine. But then I, I did nothing because uh, I felt that uh, with, I didn't have enough, enough uh, contents like, except just images. So uh, I didn't do that. So in this case, we, Dominica, we say we, sh we should have a section, a really erotic or sex section, which I repeat all the time that uh, in normal magazine, the independent, yes, but normal, especially commercial magazine, today avoid totally this kind of things because they are scared about uh, advertisers. Advertisers, if they see some uh, sex, explicit, explicit sex or uh, whatever is it, they, they could uh, retire the, the pages so you, you don't have your money, etc., etc. So... Um, and are you, so are you involved in, in making magazines aside from this one? Because I often find that people who are making independent magazines they come to it because there's a big part of frustration, which is like, in my day-to-day -day work, I have to do this because it's what the advertisers want, but actually, look, this is my thing. I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. I worked before... Uh, in Milan, I worked for Condé Nast, so it was just a men, men magazine. So it was good, actually, a lot of money to produce a lot of things, but, of course, not not the freedom uh, that you can imagine, especially the last, uh, I don't know, seven years. Um, and then in Paris also I worked for other magazines, contemporary art magazine, men magazine. Actually in San Mato there is uh, also, as, as you see, uh, a lot of a lot, um, art contents, so which is uh, things that we are interested in. And, uh, I can say that uh, the main ingredients in Matto are art, art and design, music. You have club in the next issue. We have an interview from uh, a records label in New York. 
and uh, sex. Sex also because we can't, I mean, it's Paris, I don't know, it's, in Paris there is something related to sex or erotism that it's quite present and um, that's but it. But I think it's, I mean, it's like, uh, it's one of the components of life or like our life and I mean, I think there's different ways that you can talk about sex and for example the series with Araki, I think for example the mise en page, like the way it's placed together I think makes it really quite beautiful even though some of the pictures are explicit but um and, and, and also so there's uh, I've got to say my uh, my favorite of the, the sort of like the sexy kind of like collections was the last one so yes I love you which has got this somehow like got this so it's it's like really sexy it's like yeah. it's like it's explicit yeah. nude yeah. pictures yeah somehow like really homely and friendly and just like kind of and then also like completely surreal and bizarre that, that it, 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 it somehow feels like this is your like sign off on the magazine of like okay so you've got you've got through all of this stuff and now here's this complete wild card at the end to just <laughs> just to make sure you don't get too comfortable with any of this yeah, yeah it was brilliant uh, to work with Alice who's the photographer Alice Scalacci who took the pictures um I think she's really quite a funny person, no? And uh, yeah. she had this whole idea of this series with like marzipane because you saw it's it's uh, yeah it's marzipan. You know, marzipa- marzipane is uh, is really stuff from Sicily, uh-huh. and uh, represent marzipane the if, boobs of uh, <laughs> who the is the, the saint? Because I don't know. I don't remember the name. Saint that uh, that had. Her, her breasts cut off and then she's usually portrayed with the breasts on a plate, you know? And then, so Alice, she was playing with that idea, but then, I mean, she sent us an email that could probably be like two or three pages, right, of like what goes behind this story. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, but I like the series and the woman, yeah, I think yeah. it was her friend, you know, and I think you can feel that it's not yeah, like... Uh, we say, actually, when you commission it, uh, something like erotic and sexy, uh, now, especially photographers, sometimes are a bit scared. I mean, it's not easy, easy things to, to do because uh, can, can you easily uh, fall in something cheesy or vulgar or whatever is it? So the line is really, I mean, it's not so easy to, to, to find the right mm. path. And uh, but um, we are really really like the work of Alice, and so yeah. And, and so the so that was a piece that you commissioned for the magazine. Yeah. So how, how much of the magazine is stuff that is work that exists already, and how much is stuff that you actually commissioned? Okay, so uh, so for example, the series of Alice that was commissioned, and also the series, the opening series by Saki Konomura, the Japanese photographer. So that was also done for us. It's like a reportage from we could say fetish soiree in Tokyo, mm. outside of Tokyo. Um, then all the interviews um, have been done by us, and um, it was either Aldo who took the pictures, or we have uh, asked some other photographers to take them. For example, the one of Metasitu uh, in Athens was taken by Chris Contos. Um, of Harsh it was Claire Cottrell, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's like original content. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so this is this is your issue one, yes. and I, I'm always struck by the fact that an issue one is uh, simultaneously this is 
the culmination of like months and months of work and this is the finished object and then on the other hand this is just the beginning like the you know so you actually now you've got more and more to do so so what's the plan for issue two wow yeah um but I think- Sorry, I think it, like it's it's organic as well, you know, and I think it's because um, I mean, as you were saying before about the magazine, and if it's like the result of some kind of frustration, I think maybe frustration is like a small percentage of that, but then also because we've been around magazines, print, and all of that so much, and you just wanted to produce something that would channel all of these things that you've been around, you know, and so I think that yes, you make the first issue, but while making the first issue, you already maybe have ideas for the next one, or when you print, you already, it's really, it's like an avalanche, you know, because it's, it's like, uh, it's your project, like, it's, um, it's not some commitment that would just have a deadline, and then the work is done, it's really your, it's your project, and... uh, No, I mean, we already started the second issue in, in easily way, we have been in New York for the distribution because we take care ourselves about the distribution. So we set up uh, some meetings with artists, designers, and musicians. So um, uh, we have a super good material. And um, this was just uh, 10 days ago. And, uh, and then we are thinking for other um, subjects to, to, to realize around uh, maybe in Milano, or something in Milano. And, uh, in Paris? In Paris, of course, as usual. And um, I mean, we have time until the uh, end of May, we have time to, 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 to find other things. Uh, yeah. what, what, is, what happens at the end of May? What's the important thing there? The second issue coming out. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, so, yeah, so sorry, we can sorry. expect to issue yeah, yeah. to end of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I will. I, I'm a big fan of this first one. So, so tell me, what is the thing that you have learned in doing this that maybe you might not have expected before? Um, I think the power of having your own project, like that, it just doesn't equal to anything, and that when you have your own project the speed at which you can go or the things that you see just in your everyday life, how they can be utilized for your project or how you then are willing to do other jobs while you know that you have this other thing, it's uh, enormous. And also the fact that being two people can equal to being like a team of many, many people if it really works, like it's incredible. And that is not for granted, I think. No. Absolutely. Well, you, you've obviously got something special going on with this. So um, thank you again for coming over. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that issue too. Thank you so much. It was really nice. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. Okay, that's all for this week. I'd like to say thanks again to Dominica and Aldo for coming over and speaking. And if you haven't already seen it, you should definitely check out our Matto post on the Stack blog. We've put some pictures on there and it's obviously not the same as holding the print in your hands, but you'll at least get an idea of the energy and enthusiasm that they cram onto their pages. And of course, if you really like the look of it, you can buy a copy from the Stack shop. 
I mentioned in last week's episode that we've got our first event of the year coming up on the 22nd of January. That's now sold out, which is obviously really good news. It's fantastic. We have a nice busy room. Uh, But if you wanted to hear our speakers talking about how to launch an independent magazine, don't worry. We're going to be putting the audio up from that event as next week's episode of the podcast. So you'll be able to hear all their advice and ideas uh, and hopefully get inspired to make something yourself if you want to make sure you receive that just search for stackmagazines.com wherever you get your podcasts and follow us there and we'll be able to deliver it to you as soon as it's ready okay thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with that next one next week